Let's take a few moments to stand up. You like that one, buddy. All right. Let's uh, welcome each other to our service this morning.
Happy Mother's Day to uh, you moms. Uh, that was one of our gifts to you. Uh, you'll be receiving something else in a little while and you'll be recognized in a little more formal way. Um, but I have a couple of announcements that I want to make this morning. Uh, do keep in mind that this Tuesday is the primary election. We do have voter guides out in the foyer on the table. Uh, pick one up if you're not quite sure uh, yet. Uh, who you're voting for. I also want to acknowledge a birthday today on Mother's Day. Uh, there's a young lady with us who I was told had a, has a birthday today, a mom. Uh, now those of you uh, who know, uh, would anyone like to guess? <laughs> I know, unless you know it. Yes, I see that hand all the way in the back. Now. I can't, there she is. Pete moved over. Uh, Orpha Strawhecker is going to be, um, uh, she has a birthday today. <laughs> so we want to congratulate her. We want to congratulate her. Uh, a couple of other announcements. There's going to be a chili cook-off this Saturday on May the 19th. Now, your bulletin says it starts at 11.30 p.m. Now, if you can't make it at that time, uh, come earlier at 11.30 a.m. Uh, that's probably a better time. Uh, face painting, yard games, music, nacho table, lots of chili to try. Everything's for free. Uh, so come out and support the missions trip to Bolivia. That's what this day is all about. Um, so come out and support the trip uh, to Boliv Bolivia. Next week, we're having a missions conference. It's just on Sunday morning. Uh, Gary Sims uh, with Hope Aglow Ministries is going to be with us uh, again. He's been with us several times in the past. It's always a joy to have him here. Uh, what a wonderful ministry they have down in Virginia. Uh, he's going to be speaking both in Sunday school, during the Sunday school hour, and then again here at the worship service. Um, sign up in the fellowship hall. Uh, for the potluck afterwards. So after the morning is over, uh, we're going to go over into the fellowship hall and have something to eat. But we do need to have you sign up for that. He's also collecting newly or gently used Bibles. 
So if you have Bibles at home that you're not sure what to do with, there's boxes over in the fellowship hall. Just deposit those in there, and he'll pick those up next week and take them along with him. Well, this is Mom's Day, and uh, we had in the past, we've done a few things for moms. One of the things we did was we allowed moms to choose their favorite hymns, and then we would sing them, and I would attempt to lead them. Uh, it's not always easy when you're not sure what the hymns are going to be, uh, but we're going to give it our best shot. So if you moms, and I, you know, we don't use hymn books a lot anymore. Um, you know, most of the words are on the screen. Uh, we sing a lot of uh, praise songs. Um, but um, if you have a favorite hymn that you would like us to sing now, uh, please let me know. Let me find a hymn book. And we'll see how this goes. Anybody want to be a first? Right here. In the Garden 319. 398. Now you're going to need your hymn books. There's nothing on the screen behind me. We're not ready for this. We're prepared for this. 398. 398, I come to the garden alone. We're going to sing the first and last stanzas. Uh, that way we can get more in. And uh, so we'll try to get to all of you if, uh, if you have a favorite hymn. I come to the garden alone. I come to friend we have in Jesus. Again, one and three. Let's do one and three.
236. I heard 236. 236. All right. I say that because it's one we know. You know, the, uh, uh, if, if you choose something we do not know, that you join me here on the platform. So make sure when you shout that out that we know know this song, On a Hill Far Away, one and four.
Say it again. What is it, Eli? No, it's just the number. He's, <laughs> he just heard everybody shouting out and thought, I'm going to shout out for mom. All right, uh, sure, away in the back. 28. All right, 28. Come thou fount of every blessing. Come thou fount of every blessing to my heart to
uh, Joe? 484. 484. It only takes a spark. All right. Some of these songs we haven't sung for a while. I saw Pam's hand here. 361. 361. <clears throat> Why don't we stand? Let's stand on this one, would we please? Let's stand together.
seated. Before I pray, just let me mention a few folks that uh, we need to uh, bring you up to date on. Uh, Betty Howe, as you know, had some knee surgery, and she has a thank you note that um, uh, I like to read. Uh, Dear Pastor Bear and church family, <coughs> thank you for visiting me for uh, the uh, cards that I've received and all the wonderful food that you dear people have given to me. I feel so blessed and really appreciate your kindness shown to me. God bless each of you, love in Christ, Betty Howe. Uh, so Betty's at home recovering, uh, continue to pray uh, for her. Uh, keep Wayne Mace in your prayers, although he's back home. He's back in church. There he is, waving his hand. Wayne, good to see you. <coughs> Welcome back from Germany and Africa and all those places. Goodness gracious, it seems like a long time, but, well, probably two to you. Uh, sometimes it seems like it's been long, and yes, it seems like it's quick, but good to have you back. Yeah, the Lord has certainly been good to you and taking care and protecting you, and it's just good to have you back among us. So um, we thank the Lord for that. Uh, Marlene Miller is having knee surgery on Tuesday of this week. Um, so please keep uh, Marlene in prayer. Um, again, there's others here that um, you can look over the list as you uh, see fit and pray for these, Lord, or for uh, these, uh, bring them before the Lord, these who uh, we need to um, uh, bear one another's burdens. So, Father, as we come before your throne this morning, it is good, Father, to be here on this very special day. We are so grateful and thank you, Lord, for moms, Father, they are here, Father, those that we know and love. Father, we know the great responsibility that rests upon the shoulders of, of each mother. Father, we have mothers here who um, have children and grandchildren. Uh, we have other moms who have just tiny ones. But Father, we thank you that uh, you have brought each one here this day. And Father, we do recognize them. Lord, this is their day. Uh, they have uh, a great responsibility uh, to raise and nurture and uh, bring children up in the admonition of the Lord. And so we ask, Lord, that you might watch over these who are uh, young, who are just getting started, uh, Father, who still have lots of questions on uh, how all of this works and bringing up little boys and little girls. We thank you, Lord, for those who have been here, those, Lord, whose children are grown, uh, these, Lord, who have done uh, the best they could in the raising of their children. Father, we pray that you would bless them in a rich and a very mighty way. Now, Father, for these on our list, we certainly want to bring uh, before you those such as Betty Howe, Lord, these who have been through surgeries. Mary Alice Young, Lord, who's with us this morning as well. We thank you, Father, for her and her recovery. We think of Ada, Lord, who now is in the nursing home. We thank you, Father, that um, she's doing well. We think of Marlene anticipating surgery this week. And certainly thank you, Lord, for bringing Wayne back to his family safe and sound. And we just commit him to you. Um, pray and thank you, Lord, for uh, putting your arms around him and protecting him 
Father. What a wonderful God you are. And so, Father, we're grateful that you've allowed us to come here once again. Father, again, we have come to honor and glorify you. You're a great, mighty, and wonderful God. Father, I pray that everything we do this morning might bring you the honor that is due your name. So we thank you, Lord, for your presence with us this morning. Continue to lead us and guide us in this service. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your perfect love is casting out fear. Even when I'm caught in the middle of the storms of this life, I won't turn back. I know you are near. And I will
thought the chemistry lab. <laughs> no, no, you, you did, did not. not. Yeah, that's a long story. Okay. <laughs> How was choir? It was good. Moms have it so easy. I mean, their lives are fun, simple, and, and so rewarding. Sometimes I wish, instead of being the dad, I, I wish I was the mom. Ah, another day of pedicures, reading my magazines, and making myself beautiful. This is the life. Mom? Mom, tell him to stop copying me. Mom, tell him to stop copying me. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Mom, do something. Mom, do something. Are you serious? Are you serious? Mom, are you serious? Why did I ever ask you to help me? I should have known you couldn't fix my hair. I look like a freak. Look at me. Look at me. Hey, Mom, look at this. Look at me. Come on, Mom, look at me. Watch this, Mom. Come on, look at this. Watch this. Come on, look at me. Come on, Mom. Look at me. Come on, Mom. Look at me. Come on. report due tomorrow and I haven't read any of this. Mom, if you don't help me, I'm gonna fail school and be a loser forever. You don't expect me to read this all by myself, do you? You don't expect me to eat this, do you? Seriously, Mom, what is this? Mom, I'm not gonna eat this. Dad, can we just go out to eat, please? Hey kids, be nice to your mother. If I eat this, I'm gonna throw up. Mom, I said I'm gonna throw up. No. Mom, I think I'm gonna be sick too. You're amazing. No, seriously. I don't know how you do it. I, I'm at a loss for words. Kids, come here, get in here, hug your mother. Tell her you love her. We're in the presence of greatness. Dad. Not now, Dad's on a roll. This is God's greatest creation, kids. You're smushing my face. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, because I don't say thank you enough. I mean, the truth is, I don't deserve you. We don't deserve you. And one day is, is not enough to honor you. We, we should honor you every day. But how do we say thank you to the woman that means the world to us? I know. We're going to go right now and get you that vacuum cleaner you've had your eye on. <laughs> no. This time, we're going name brand, baby. Come on, kids. Let's go make your mom's dreams come true. 
So today is Mother's Day, and uh, we have a gift. Um, we started something last year. You know, Mother's Day is, is such a special day. We celebrate it, and uh, we are so thankful for all of the moms that are here this morning. We also recognize that it is a difficult day for some. And there are some who don't come to church on Mother's Day because of how hard it is. But what we started to do last year was we started to give a gift to every lady that's in attendance this morning. So there, there were special gifts that were made, and we're gonna, the teens and some of the kids are going to hand them out as you're leaving. We recognize that, that some of you might, not, um, might, might be a mother figure to someone in their life, and uh, we want to honor that as well. So we are so thankful for you moms and being here. And as you leave this morning, please make sure to take one of those awesome little gifts with you. You know, I'm going to step back from Mother's Day just for a moment, and I, I'd like to point out something that's happening in the world, and, and I'd like to ask you to pray with me. Did, did you know that the president, uh, President Trump, is going to meet with the president of, or Kim Jong-un of North Korea, right? And, and I don't care what your political views are. Here's what's going on. North Korea is one of the most difficult countries to be a believer. They persecute, they hate Christians. This might be a door for missionaries to be able to go in. This might be a chance for the gospel to be able to be preached. Who knows? I was reading an article online about it that was asking people to pray. So would you pray with me that the, that the Lord will break down barriers and chains in Jesus' name? And maybe, just maybe, that our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ, our family lives there, right? Our family lives in North Korea. Our brothers and sisters in Christ. Sometimes it's easy to think of the church as Word of Life Chapel or Four Walls, but it's not. Right? Our family's being persecuted in North Korea. Can we pray for them over the next month? Maybe that somehow the Lord would use that meeting as an opportunity to open the doors for the gospel. We can't be at the DMZ or at Singapore where they're meeting, but we can be there in prayer. So, would you pray with me about that for the next month? So today's Mother's Day, and we, again, we are so thankful for you moms being here. It, it isn't always easy to figure out what to preach on on certain holidays, and that sounds silly. I'm sure if I asked you, there would be somebody that would say, well, on Mother's Day, you preach about moms, right, on moms. Well, yes, but, but I don't want to preach about what Tony wants to preach about. I want to preach what the Lord wants me to preach, and so I, I was planning on actually continuing what I preached last week. Do you remember John chapter 5 when we looked at the barriers that existed when people, they, the guy wasn't looking at Jesus, he was looking at his circumstances, and the Jews weren't looking at Jesus, they were looking at their own legalistic views, and I was planning on continuing that this week and talking about our barriers that Satan tries to build up in marriage, and man, I was excited about it. I really was, but as the time continued, the Lord kept putting this other thought in my mind. And it continued to grow. But I wanted to preach on barriers. But it continued to grow. And then I knew it was from the Lord because it, I couldn't get it out of my mind. So here we go. Raise them up. How are you raising your children? your grandchildren? What are you showing as priorities in your life, in your home? What do you talk about in your house? Now, before we go any farther, let me just start by saying this. There are no perfect parents, right? Right? That should be like a resounding amen. There should be, there's no perfect parents, right? 
Yes. Okay, there are no perfect families, right? Amen. Why? Because the Bible says in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It says in Romans 3.10, as it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. So there are no perfect parents, there are no perfect families, but, but in our social media world, our, our media-driven world, it's easy sometimes to think that there are. I, as I was writing this out and working through it, I, I uh, kind of thought, so remember last week we talked about our Sunday morning face? Remember that? Sunday morning face? Something that you, you put all your other troubles aside and you come into church making sure that everything is good for an hour and 15 minutes and then you can go back to the way that things are. Social media is kind of like our Sunday morning face because you only show people what you want them to see. You can take 50 selfies of yourself, right? 50 different selfies. Pick the one that looks the best and then you get out your editor and you whiten the corn kernels that you have in your mouth, right, to make them look nice and shiny. So that they'll look as, as good as it can be. But God sees everything. He knows it all. He sees everything. God knows there are no perfect families. He knows that there are no perfect parents. So as we talk about parenting this morning, please, please, please do not take this as me telling you that I have all the answers. There's a step here, just in case you didn't notice that I have all the answers, because I don't. My goodness, I've been a parent for 10 months, right? But God's Word does. It has the answers to tough times. This morning, we're not looking as much of techniques of parenting as what is the responsibility of parents and grandparents, spiritually in their children's lives. So here's the passage we're going to be looking at. Deuteronomy chapter 6. If you could open there with me this morning, and we will read from there. Deuteronomy chapter 6. I'm going to wait till I stop hearing the pages turn. Otherwise, by the time someone gets there, we're on the next spot. Here we go. Deuteronomy 6, we're going to start at verse 4. We're going to read through verse 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Now, we all know that one. We've heard it before. If you've been to church, you've heard that verse before. All right? Here's where we're going to keep going. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gate. This morning, we're going to look at three questions. What, when, and how? Pretty simple. What, when, and how? What am I being told to do? When am I supposed to do it? And how am I going to do it? As a parent, as a grandparent, what, when, and how? The first thing is what. What am I supposed to do? Well, you're supposed to teach your child the ways of the Lord. Now, grandparents, I'm going to get to you in a minute. Teach your child the ways of the Lord. Now, here's the thing. 
don't pass it off to a pastor. Right? As much as I love to teach, and I do, don't pass it off to a pastor. This is your responsibility as parents. It is your responsibility, not a pastor's responsibility. Pastors can give guidance. They can teach. But this all needs to be emphasized at home. It has to be emphasized at home. It has to be taught at home. And we're going to look at that in a minute. Grandparents, you can continue to teach your adult children and your grandchildren by the example that you set in your life. Parenting doesn't stop when your kids turn 18. And some of you know that. So what am I supposed to do? This one's the simplest one and very quick. To teach your children the ways of the Lord. Disciple your children in the ways of the Lord. The second question is when. Look what Deuteronomy says. The same verse. You shall teach them. Whoop, we're not in the right part there. There we go. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house. So okay, I'm, I'm supposed to as a parent teach my child the ways of the Lord. And I need to make sure I'm teaching them when I'm sitting in my house. Okay. Okay, I can do that. It's not just that, though, right? It's not just sitting in your house. And when you walk by the way. So, okay, so I, I need to teach my kids the ways of the Lord when I'm sitting in my house, right? I'm sitting in my house. And then when I'm walking, we're doing things in our life. So I'm sitting, I'm doing things in life, and when I lie down. Okay, so now I need to teach my children the ways of the Lord when I'm sitting in my house, when I'm going about doing things in life, and when I lie down. That's it. No, and when I rise. So can we just summarize it with all the time? Can we just do that all the time? So you are to teach your children the ways of the Lord. And grandparents, I, I'm not forgetting about you this morning. You're involved in this as well. By the example that you continue to set for your grandkids. I'm getting ahead of myself. There was a time, and, and I think it's still actually, it's a thought that exists that if I bring my kids to church, that's enough. If I can get my kids to every single church program that happens, man, I, that's, that's discipleship. That is raising my kids in the ways of the Lord. If that's the only place your kids are getting spiritual training, you're missing it. Let's, and why? Let's, let's look at this for a minute. So let's say that you bring your children in first grade, your first grade child. Imagine with me. You bring your first grade child to church every single time we have the doors open for some sort of event for your child. So they come to Awana, let's say 26 weeks per year. That's an hour and a half per week. It's a total of 39 hours. Sunday school, 52 weeks per year. If you came to every single one, 45 minutes per week, again, a total of 39 hours. And worship service, if you came to every single Sunday morning, an hour and 15 minutes per week. I got to hurry up for doing an hour and 15 minutes per week. Um, 52 weeks per year, a total of 65 hours per year. You ready for the total in this? Some of you have already done it, Jim, right? You already have it there for you. Here we go. The total is 143 hours per year. If you come to every single thing. Now, realistically, how many of us are at every single thing that happens at church? Right? You get sick. You go on vacation. Other things come up. So you have 143 hours a year that your children would spend if you came to every single church activity. What about school? Let's say your child goes to school six hours a day, which is safe to say. For 180 days a year, 
That's a total of 1,080 hours. Do you get where I'm coming from? So you have 143 hours at church if you're at every single thing, and you can break that down even smaller into actual biblical teaching, right? Because you have games involved in things and singing and prayer. You have 143 hours at church if you're at every single thing and approximately 1,080 hours a year that they spend at school. That does not count for homework, for sporting activities, for before school and after school programs. That does not include any of those things. Where do you think that your children are going to be getting the majority of their influence from? Church or school, if they're not getting anything at home. Let's do it over 12 years. First, the 12th grade. That's about the average if you'd attend church full-time at everything we do. 1,716 hours in comparison to 12,960 hours of school. What if you only come to morning worship? You don't attend Awana, you don't attend Sunday school. 780 hours at church, 12,960 hours at school. Don't pass it off to a pastor. Don't pass it off to the church. This is your responsibility, our responsibility as parents, to raise our children up in the way of the Lord. Now, I am not saying that church is not important. My goodness, church is foundational. It is essential to your child's spiritual upbringing. I believe that wholeheartedly, or I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. But if it's not emphasized at home, other things can start to seep in. I'm also not telling you not to send your kids to school. Please do not take it that way. I know that we have some of you here today who are teachers, who are administrators. And as I was working through this, I spent time specifically, I stopped what I was doing, and I spent time to pray for you. Because I know that your job is not easy. And as the world continues to try and pull our children away from the Lord, you continue to show Christ's love to these kids. Keep going. Know that we love you. We stand behind you. I'm trying to emphasize to you the importance of Christian teaching and living at home. You know, life is filled with teachable moments, isn't it? Teachable moments. No matter how old we are, we continue to experience teachable moments. And you can continually be ministering, discipling your kid through teachable moments. Let me give you an example. Growing up in my life, uh, there were times I had a brother, and everybody knows brothers are always best friends. They never fight, right? Ever, 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 all the time, right? And so we, my brother and I, there are times we didn't get along real well, right? And I, I remember maybe I would say something to my brother that wasn't very nice, and my mom would say, Tony, what do you think the Lord thinks of that? That's a little bit harsher than uh, that's not very nice. <laughs> what do you think God thinks of that? You, you mean the God that knows my heart and is sitting up there on, on the throne and that God? You know, and you know how big that makes you feel? Like this. Teachable moment. Maybe your child, your grandchild is walking through a very difficult part of life. And they can't see the good in what's going on and you're able to tell them a story about a young man who was hated by his brothers, and they sold him into slavery. 
And this man didn't know when he was in prison that God was actually going to use him to save people from starvation. And Joseph. And Joseph says at the end to his brothers, you know what you guys meant for evil, God, God used it for good. Teachable moments. See, I don't believe that this passage is telling us that you're supposed to carry your Bible and every step your child takes, you recite another verse and another verse. But see, discipleship is a constant in our life. It is always happening. Your children are always observing you. Your grandchildren are always observing you. And we know that because whether or not we like it, oftentimes we turn out like our parents. I mean, John and Reed are like twins. And Walter is coming right up, right? He's going to be the exact same. No, we love you guys. I'm just, I'm just teasing. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, it's up on the screen. Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. And this is, this is what I wanted to emphasize to you this morning. I, I think sometimes we come to church and it's Mother's Day, Father's Day, and we think, okay, the sermon is for moms today. I'm a dad, I'm tuning out, right? Or I'm a child, I'm tuning out. I'm a student, I am tuning out. No, this applies to each and every one of us. It applies to every single person in the room. I believe that this even, we can even use this as teachable moments. Those of you who are motherly, fatherly influences in kids' lives, what about maybe during Awana? Some of those kids, man, they look forward so much to seeing you on that Wednesday night. I can hear them, Mr., Mrs., and they come in in this big hug, and they want to hear everything you have to say. Can you be teaching them the ways of the Lord? Yes. Maybe through your example, but also through sharing about your life moments. What has the Lord brought you through? You know, we're getting our testimonies ready for our Bolivia trip, right? It's coming up soon, and we were talking at our last meeting, and I told the team, okay, everybody has to write their own personal testimony out and bring it to the next meeting. Well, one of our students asked me the question, and I'm not going to say their name. I was very tempted to, but I'm not going to say their name. I should just say the name. No, I know I shouldn't. I shouldn't. But, but um, th this student asked me, Pastor Tony, how long does it have to be? How long does it have to be? I said, uh, three minutes. Three minutes? Right? When you're doing something that, that is a little terrifying to you, three minutes is like 30 minutes, right? Three minutes. I said, yeah. And this person said, well, my testimony is, is like, you know, I was saved. So that's, that's great. But what's God been doing in your life since then? How's God been working in your life? What's God been showing you? What's God been teaching you? And parents and grandparents, you can take those same principles and use them in your family. What's God been teaching me? What have I learned? How can I teach this to my children? Listen, I know you're going through something tough right now. I went through something similar. Here's how I responded. It wasn't right. Don't make the same mistake. I love you. This isn't what the Lord wants for you. And you can share those examples in your life of what God has brought you through, what the Lord has delivered you through. 
Teachable moments also exist in the decisions that we make as parents, grandparents. Sunday morning, raining outside. Oh my goodness, I do not want to go to church today. It is raining. I'd rather stay home. And that's your choice. But your kids see that. And that speaks to the priorities of what's going on. The last question is how. How am I to raise, how am I to teach them the way of the Lord? Well, we know that we can only do this through the power that Jesus gives us by continuing to surrender to the Lord. It's him that's doing the work. But there's a word included in Deuteronomy, like jumps out on the screen as I was reading. As I was reading through the Bible, it was like that word was just like bouncing like 3D in a movie theater, right? Diligently. So Webster defines diligently as characterized by steady, earnest, and energetic effort. Steady, earnest, and energetic effort. Now, I know that we're all diligent about things in our lives. Some of you are very diligent about your child's sports life. Spend thousands and thousands of dollars. Drive more miles to sports than you do to work. And you celebrate their achievements. And I'm not telling you that's wrong today. No way. Some of you spend extra time on your kids' studies. You're extremely diligent about that. You're steady. You're earnest. You put in energetic effort. Did you do your homework tonight? Go do your homework. Are you sure you did all your homework tonight? Go do your homework. <laughs> Some of you are very diligent about your kids' extracurricular activities, music. Maybe they're a part of a band and you invest tons of money into that and, and other things. And I'm, I'm not telling you those things are wrong. My question to you today is how diligent are you teaching your kids about the ways of the Lord? Because in the eternal perspective, that's the most important one. See, I, I, know, I know kids are busy. And in turn, mom is busy. <laughs> and dads are busy. The reality is most kids spend time participating in sports, other activities, than they do at church. So to think that the foundational teaching that they're going to get in their life is coming from the church, you're missing something here. The foundational teaching, learning, and example is set at home. It's set at home by you, parents, by you, grandparents. Church is great. It is awesome. It is so wonderful to gather together, to study together, to grow together. I believe it is essential. I believe it was established. It is important. But church is not meant to be the fix-all for you deciding you don't want to disciple your children. Do you know that, I was reading a, a study, uh, I think it was 12, kids 12 to 14 spend an approximate time of nine hours a day on media. Nine hours a day, right? That's a work day, right? Nine hours a day. If you do the math really quick, it blows school and, and uh, church out of the water. What influences do you think your children are getting from media? Sure, there's some good things. There are. 
But there's a lot of bad stuff too. There's a lot of impurity. There's a lot of deceitfulness. There's a lot of, of ways that your kids can actually end up being torn down to the ground and led away from the Lord. Are you diligently teaching your kids the ways of the Lord and his word? Are you teaching your grandkids? Now, remember in the very beginning, I said there are no perfect parents and there are no perfect families intentionally. Because I think when we look at this, there is the, there is the, there, there is guilt that can flood through each and every one of our hearts. I could always do better. I can always do better. And for some of you, maybe your kids are grown and, and you can't do anything about it now, but you can still set the example through your life and you can still pray for your children. The reality of it is that you can follow all of this, but in the end, your child makes the decision for themselves. Your job is to be faithful to the Lord, to do the absolute best that you can, to know that you gave everything you could in discipling your child. That's all you can do. That's all. And you can pray for him. I want to share a story with you. I hope this encourages you. Um, my mom, uh, I, I love my mom to death. Godly woman. Sweetest lady I've ever known. She is so patient, so kind, and she loves the Lord so much. You know, and it's evident to all around her. Some of you have had the opportunity to meet her. One of the most important things in our, in our house was uh, family devotions. My parents always tried to instill family devotions, right? It was important, but it changed as we grew older. It changed the older that we got. It started out where my mom would try and do it during breakfast, and we'd all sit down there, but then one of my siblings would take too long in the shower, right? And we wouldn't get family devotions done, so that didn't really work. We tried doing it in the evenings, and... Uh, we would gather together as a family and, and uh, play, maybe play a couple songs and sing them and read the word together. And, you know, as kids, didn't say that much. My parents were the ones that did most of the talking, but we soaked it all in, right? Even though I probably didn't want to, I soaked it all in. And that didn't really work either. It couldn't become consistent. Here's what my mom did. She didn't give up. And this is diligence. My mom was a teacher at our, our school, Karachi Pampa Christian School, and we would, she would drive us to school every morning, 30 minutes, all, me and my four siblings, well, three siblings, so four of us all together, five with my mom. We get in the car and we go. And my mom had these books. They were meant for kids, right? Little kids. And they were all the stories of the Bible. And my mom would bring a book and say, okay, your job to read the story as we go in the car today. And we'd read a devotional in the car. Now, I did not want to do that as a kid. I didn't, right? I would much rather have been listening to my rock music that I could not understand the words from than listen to my sister or my brother read a story from 1 Samuel. But my mom was diligent in it and she said, no, what we're doing today is we're doing family devotions in the car. <sighs> okay. All right. Those times, while in that moment I didn't see any value in it, taught me so much. 
right? You look back, hindsight's twenty twenty, whatever, and you look back and you say, okay, wow. That was an example that was set for me as a parent and how I should be diligent in raising my kids up in the way of the Lord, not quitting. I, I, it's tough. Life is tough, and we can't do anything to change what's already happened, but you can going forward, moms and dads. You can. Grandparents, you can. Don't dwell on what happened in the past. Look to the future. Keep your eyes fixed on, from last week, the author and perfecter of our faith. Eyes fixed on Jesus. Jesus, will you help me to raise my kids up in a godly way? Because I know that I'm a sinner. Saved by grace. And I need your help. got to raise them up in the ways of the Lord. All we can do is our best and give it to the Lord. Would you pray with me? God, you are such a good God. And Lord, we know, Father, that every single person in this room, every one of us that draws breath was born a sinner. Lord, and that old nature still is there, still rears its ugly head at times. We, we've been saved by grace, but Lord, we know we still make mistakes on this side of glory. God, I ask that you would help us to be diligent in the way that we raise our kids. Lord, would we be diligent in the example that we set. Lord, may it be your strength. God, you are so good. And we are so thankful for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Life might seem daunting. Tasks might seem difficult. But you know what we can always rest in? There's another step. That we have victory in Jesus. Would you stand with us as we sing victory in Jesus? I heard an old, old story How a Savior came from glory How he gave his life on Calvary To save a wretch like me
God, would you give us the love that only comes from you this week as we go out into a world that is so dark. May our light shine so bright for you and for you alone. Lord, we ask that you give all the mothers today a very special day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please don't forget to get your gifts on the way out. They're standing out there waiting for you.